Letter twenty seven of Clarissa Harlow, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlow, volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter twenty seven. Miss Clarissa Harlow to Miss Howe, Friday, three o'clock. You incense, alarm, and terrify me at the same time. Hasten, my dearest friend. Hasten to me what further intelligence you can gather about this vilest of men. But never talk of innocence, of simplicity, and this unhappy girl together. Must she not know that such a man as that, dignified in his very aspect, and no disguise able to conceal his being of condition, must mean too much when he places her at the upper end of his table, and calls her by such tender names? Would a girl, modest as simple, above seventeen, be set a-singing at the pleasure of such a man as that? a stranger and professedly in disguise would her father and grandmother if honest people and careful of their simple girl permit such freedoms keep his friend at a distance from her to be sure his designs are villainous if they have not been already effected warn my dear if not too late the unthinking father of his child's danger there cannot be a father in the world who would sell his child's virtue nor mother the poor thing i long to hear the result of your intelligence you shall see the simple creature you tell me let me know what sort of a girl she is a sweet pretty girl you say a sweet pretty girl my dear they are sweet pretty words from your pen but are they yours or his of her if she be so simple if she have ease and nature in her manner in her speech and warbles prettily her wild notes why such a girl as that must engage such a profligate wretch as now indeed i doubt this man is accustomed perhaps to town women and their confident ways must deeply and for a long season engage him since perhaps when her innocence is departed she will endeavour by art to supply the loss of the natural charms which now engage him fine hopes of such a wretch's reformation i would not my dear for the world have anything to say but i need not make resolutions i have not opened nor will i open his letter a sycophant creature with his hoarsenesses got perhaps by a midnight revel singing to his wild note singer and only increased in the coppice to be already on a footing in his esteem i mean for myself i despise him i hate myself almost for writing so much about him and of such a simpleton as this sweet pretty girl as you call her but no one can be either sweet or pretty that is not modest that is not virtuous and now my dear i will tell you how i came to put you upon this inquiry this vile joseph leman had given a hint to betty and she to me as if lovelace would be found out to be a very bad man at a place where he had been lately seen in disguise but he would see further he said before he told her more and she promised secrecy in hope to get at further intelligence i thought it could be no harm to get you to inform yourself and me of what could be gathered and now i see his enemies are but too well warranted in their reports of him and if the ruin of this poor young creature be his aim and if he had not known her but for his visits to harlow place I shall have reason to be doubly concerned for her, and doubly incensed against so vile a man. I think I hate him worse than I do Soames himself. But I will not add one more word about him, and after I have told you that I wish to know as soon as possible what further occurs from your inquiry. I have a letter from him, but shall not open it till I do, and then, if it come out as I dare say it will, I will directly put the letter unopened into the place I took it from, and never trouble myself more about him. Adieu, my dearest friend. Clarissa Harlow. End of letter 27.